Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Craig Taylor. Craig Taylor, a CISSP certified back in 2001, is a 25-year veteran of cybersecurity. In 2014, he co-founded a cybersecurity company, Cyberhoot, to help small and medium businesses and managed service providers become more cybersecurity aware and thus more cybersecure. During his career, Craig has led cybersecurity organizations in web hosting at Computer Sciences Corporation, finance at J.P. Morgan Chase, and manufacturing at Vistaprint. Additionally, Craig has built a cybersecurity consultancy delivering virtual chief information security officer services to companies of all sizes, from small and medium businesses to enterprises. Craig is a Toastmaster, a Rotarian, and a philanthropist, having raised 100 k by writing in the Pan Mass Challenge for the last eight years. In his spare time, he enjoys hockey, golf, mountain biking, his wife, and four children. Well, good afternoon, Craig. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, Craig. Appreciate you making the time, hailing out of the New Hampshire area, and sometimes traversing the globe can be challenging. So again, thank you. My pleasure, Brian. You bet. Craig, let's just jump straight in here so we can get your story started. You've got quite the career in security risk, compliance, you're an entrepreneur, now you're the co-founder and CEO of CyberHoot. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Absolutely. So many, many years ago, I graduated college with a psychology degree and, you know, you need a PhD to do anything in that career, but I also love computers. I worked in the computer lab at the university and there was a a net news posting, and no one will know what that is, but it's originally, it's a long forgotten job board for a cybersecurity engineer at a firewall company. This is in the very early days of the internet. And I said, you know what? I love computers. I understand a little bit of the internet so far. I was working in the university lab there on email, text-based email of all things. And I said, let's give it a try. So I got involved in cybersecurity very early on back in 1995, and I've been in it ever since, and I love it. It's a beautiful mix. My career has grown to program management in many ways, to build cybersecurity programs for companies. I have a really kind of an altruistic view of things where I just want to make the world a little better place. And I also want to use my love of learning, education, psychology, and computers. They all sort of coalesce around the company I founded now. So to answer your question, the secret to my career growth is really following your passions and where they intersect, because I love computers. I love learning about people and what motivates them with psychology, and I loved education. So those three combined led to the founding of my company, Cyberhoot. That's awesome. Love the story. Like you, I've been in tech a long time, but the fact that you're one of the, probably the first people I know that have really got into the security space early on as this thing didn't really grow until, I don't know, about 15 years ago, but now it's really something that's got to be on everybody's mind at this point. So thank you for sharing. Craig, talk to us about the uniqueness of your platform, right? Because we've used a lot out there. Your platform, which is fully automated with managing training, governance, and compliance, and includes a passwordless access, which we like to hear about. Yeah, you know, passwords are kind of a pain for everybody, and particularly around Learning management systems, if you're forcing your users to log in once a month to some website, it doesn't work because they forget their password. They try to log in, they fail, and then the opportunity to do their five-minute training is over and compliance suffers. So we started from the very beginning looking at the problem 
in learning management systems of where are all the points of friction that occur? So to answer your question, what's unique about Cyberhood is we've, we dove deeply into the points of friction and eliminated everyone we could find from being passwordless on assignments to the administration of the product by MSPs and SMBs. We've fully automated it. So what makes Cyberhood unique today is we're fully 100% automated. We've reinvented fish testing. The, the traditional systems on the market are broken. They don't work. In fact, there's studies that show attack-based phishing can lead users to click more often than less often, which is the goal of everyone. We want to stop the phishing attacks from working. And Cyberhood has a simulation that allows users to have a positive outcome instead of a punitive one. Attack-based phishing, if you click, you're punished with more training. You're not told exactly how you failed in most solutions on the market, and you're left wondering and kind of anxious. And so what happens is MSPs and, and IT departments start getting a flood of emails saying, is this a fish? Is that a fish? Proving that it doesn't work. People are on anxious and frustrated and they start to look at IT as causers of harm. They're not helping me. They're making me more anxious and they're not giving me the skills I need. So with Cyberhood simulation, we actually walk you through the seven components of an email. We have an open book test with some help me buttons that you can hover over to learn in the sender. What are you looking for? Well, hackers can't send from the domain they're impersonating. So watch out for typo squatted domains. And we explain that. And then you can go hover over the sender and look exactly to confirm what we've just explained to you. And so the outcome is you pass a test. The other outcome that's beautiful is the management has a compliance score for you. So you know that every last person in your company has taken and passed a phishing test. That's the number one way companies get hacked today and compromises through phishing as well as password hygiene. It's all linked to human error. And so having IT be the imparter of wisdom is a benefit for the relationship between the employee and the IT department. It makes them look good and it builds value in that relationship. Having a compliance score that shows 100% of your employees have taken and passed that phishing test is unheard of. Most of the systems say, well, we had 5% of your users fail the attack-based phishing and 95% of them, we just don't know. What kind of metric is that to base your cybersecurity program on? You want to know that every person in your organization took and passed a phishing test and that they're comfortable enough processing email that they're not forwarding every other email to IT asking, is this an attack? So those are some of the things that make us extremely valuable to the MSP community and to the SMB community, because all you need to do is tie into Azure AD for user management, set it to automatic mode, and we deliver everything else you need. It's completely 100% automated, and it eliminates that negativity that goes along with some of the attack-based solutions on the market. Awesome. And thanks for breaking it down like that. We've got a lot of folks in the audience that uh, are techies and some are not so much. So again, Craig, that's very helpful. Thank you. Craig, you're obviously leveraging some of that new and emerging tech in your tech stack or your business. Is there anything you might be able to touch on for us today? Well, I'll talk about AI and how we're starting to use it because it's on everybody's mind. It's the hottest topic in the last 10 years and all the investors are putting their money behind AI. You saw Microsoft make an enormous investment in ChatGPT. Google went out and said, we got to get Bard out there. There's a lot of potential to AI to help businesses. I think there's also a lot of fear out there. And so what Cyberhood's been able to do with AI is very simple. 
We're starting slow and we're going to build. We use it now to help us draft the outlines of our blog articles. We say, here's a topic. I need the top five reasons that MSPs should adopt a learning management system and the benefits of it. And then the 25, 30 years of experience allows me to go through and correct and tweak the article to make sure it covers the salient points. Sometimes the old advice of, hey, change your password every 90 days and have it be nine character comes into an article because that was the prevailing wisdom 10, five, even five years ago. That's no longer the case. If you're listening to this, adopt a password manager, make all your passwords unique, put them to 14 characters randomly generated by your password manager. That's the best advice you can do. But I have to sometimes go and correct the advice of the AI that spits out. So it takes a combination of expert review, but it also just beautifully formats four or five wonderful paragraphs. And I just need to make sure that there's nothing overtly wrong and correct those little mistakes. We're also starting to use it for video generation. I can create videos on various AI websites where the content is brand new. It's like been created by the AI. So there's no licensing costs because we spend a lot of money on Shutterstock and some of these other video platforms to create our videos. AI is actually reducing the cost and some of the outcomes are better. So it's a little bit hit and miss today. I think we're on the cusp of it becoming more common. What we're not using AI for is to write our code, right? It's alleged that you can use ChatGPT to write your code. I think Samsung employees would argue that's a bad idea because their IP was placed in a public domain and they got in trouble for that. So don't put your code into ChatGPT. Do a private example or a private database and AI environment if you're going to do that would be my advice there. But that's probably the most interesting thing from an emerging technology that I could answer. Thanks, Craig. That's awesome. And I appreciate you sharing some of the things that you're leveraging today to get that edge, but also take advantage to be more efficient and effective in your processes. So, Craig, last question of the day. Can you share something from your career experience that would be helpful for someone in our audience that's looking to grow their career in either cybersecurity or entrepreneurship? Well, first and foremost... If you want to go into cybersecurity, it is a wide open field and it is an emerging field. One day in the distant future, or maybe in the near term, maybe in the next 10 years, I'm hoping that it matures quickly because it desperately needed. But cybersecurity belongs on the same level as law and medicine and plumbers and electricians in terms of maturation and barriers to entry, getting educational programs behind it, all of those things. There is no bar or or medical exam that says, once you pass this, you're a cybersecurity professional. There is the CISSP. I've had mine for 22 years, and it is a very challenging exam, but it doesn't have the same cachet or the gravity of passing the bar or the American Medical Association entrance exam. So it needs to get to that level. And we need more people to come into the field. There's 500,000 open jobs in the United States and probably more than a million globally. And companies are suffering because they can't find cybersecurity resources. So my message to you all is that if you have an interest in computers, in networking, in how the internet works, in social psychology concepts, cybersecurity is the way to go, right? And on the white hat side, on the helpful side, don't go to the dark side and start ransomware for hire, that is a bad idea. 
I chose cybersecurity many, many years ago because it couldn't really be outsourced to somewhere else or to automation. It really is an industry and a job that is very real. You need to be in the trenches. You need to be doing the technical work. You need to understand the underlying mechanisms of computing and networks and net masks and all of that stuff, firewalls and so on, as well as the psychology of how people think and how they react to things. Because you need to teach your employees, hey, if there's an email that comes into your inbox and it has you urgently having to take some action or emotionally engaged for some reason, that's an attack. Nine times out of 10. And the reason we know that is social psychologists said you make mistakes when you react quickly to something that's urgent or emotionally charged. That's the social psychology side of cybersecurity. So blending those two together is a beautiful career choice for me. It fit my skill set. I think there's a lot of people out there that could go into cyber that might not think about it. Hopefully when they're hearing this, they take a stab at it because, listen, there's 12 jobs for every person. So you need to get in, get out there. We need you educate yourself and do the hard work and you'll have a long and successful career as I have had. Thank you, Craig. That's very helpful. And I, I appreciate you sharing kind of the breakdown of how uh, cybersecurity is so important. And it needs to be elevated as more of uh, a critical job. And the fact that you do need to have that hands-on technical ability and it's something you just can't really hand off to someone else or a third party. So thank you. And Craig, it was a pleasure having you on today, and I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Brian, it's been a blast. Thank you so much for your time and, and great questions. Bye for now. Bye.